0: We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard Suite 310 Foster City California 94404. I said my ex-wife kept my son with me and me smiling ear to in ear. now that's something to see. Hey. Hey. Welcome into the inaugural episode of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of Mile High Sports covering the Denver Nuggets. Who are you?
1: I am the other host, Anil O'Piro of Mile High Sports as well, covering the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Rockies in addition to some radio and magazine work. But between TJ and I, locking down all things Nuggets in addition to our fantastic crew, Dev Johnson, Jeff Morton, a bunch of the other guys over there, locking down all things Nuggets for Mile High Sports. So this
0: is going to be a podcast that we are starting. This is the very first episode. This is a legendary moment for everybody yes. right now, but... This is going to be around We yeah, have about five episodes a week, hopefully. Yeah, that's what we're striving for. Exactly. So usually a weekday show throughout the week, we're going to have everything Nuggets covered. We are both in the locker room, around the players, talking to the coaches, talking to the front office. So everything Nuggets that you're ever going to want to hear, you're going to find right here at the Never Nuggets Daily Podcast. So make sure you go into your iTunes and subscribe. If you want to unsubscribe and resubscribe, resu- that actually helps too. Whatever you got to do, you go. definitely go- jump into us. We will be hanging out here talking Nuggets endlessly so might as well just jump into it, right?
1: If you guys want some real comprehensive coverage of the Nuggets, uh, this is definitely going to be the place to go. I mean, TJ and I are are there for every single event, whether it be a practice, a shoot-around, I mean, a game... Anything and everything Denver Nuggets related, TJ and I are in the know talking to people within the organization, talking to fellow media members, talking to anybody that has any sort of substance of knowledge of the Denver Nuggets, and we kind of make it all come together between our writing, between our radio shows. This is kind of where uh, two worlds collide per se, yes. and we make some magic happen here in the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. Yeah,
0: so where's your radio show at real quick? So you guys can follow out.
1: me. Well, we just switched the show. So I used to do the Sunday morning blitz with my main man, Ronnie K, from every single 8 to 10 uh, Sunday morning. But we're actually moving now, 8 to 10 p.m. on Monday nights so uh, I know a lot of my uh, a lot of my Twitter followers would come at me with oh your show's too early in the morning uh can't you do it later in the day well here you go
0: it's the inaugural episode we're already bashing fans no I know I'm just joking around is where we're at
1: (laughs) anyways but uh yeah 8 to 10 p.m. Monday nights. We're, we're kind of going to we're gonna change the name from the Morning Blitz, obviously, because we're not in the mornings. But 8 to 10 Monday nights <laughs> with my main man, Ronnie K., right the here on blitz My Life Sports Radio. Evening will be radio. coming close to yes. you very,
0: very soon. And you host a radio show, yes. too, as well. So you can find my radio show with the esteemed colleague, Sean Walsh. He love, can find him at Sean, Sean, Sean Walsh, Walsh Sports. We are 2 to 4 every single weekday. And we do not just talk Broncos like everybody else in town. Yes, that's very true. You want to hear some Nuggets talk, some Avs talk. We talked about golf for like 30 minutes today. Yes. You come say hi. We are always here to listen. Um, let's get into this. Though. Yeah, for sure. It's about time. So it was a chaotic night at the Pepsi Center. Well, without a doubt. Uh, this was a roller coaster to say the absolute least. And Man. what essentially happened is the Nuggets were getting blown out in the first quarter. Bl- like not, not just blown out. I mean, they were getting destroyed. And it wasn't no just life. by there anybody. was no pride. This was the Chicago
1: Bulls who were 3-16 and 16 coming into this game. Worst offensive rating in the NBA and lowest points per game average in the NBA entering this game. And they put 39 of the Nuggets in the first quarter. Embarrassing. There was, was. no defense, no pride, no offense. They were missing easy looks. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I saw Emmanuel Moody and See, Jamal Murray Brick. I
0: disagree with the pride part because when oh, I first saw on, them okay, th. no, okay when I first watched them playing you remember the first quarter they weren't making shots yes. there's, there's absolutely no arguing that but the ball was flying as Adam hates when I say it, the ball was hopping. But the ball was always hopping. No with no, offense. no, it's not. No, Nine no, 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 times out of no, no. ten they are. Wow we're already arguing this is no, fantastic. It's not a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't always hop. A for majority them. of the time. No, I, not this year I really don't believe that. I really feel like the ball has become stagnant because the offensive spacing is just different. Mm-hmm different personnel it's been more difficult to get back to how they played last year but i thought what we saw to start this game was how they played last year the shots weren't falling and as matt Moore of cbs sports pointed out on my twitter page definitely get me (laughs) a little bit of extra love right there from a lot of people who weren't very happy but the the nuggets just weren't making shots they were missing layups and eventually that kind of just fell into their confidence and that's when you saw everything start to tumble with on top of itself
1: yeah and i agree with that but i mean i couldn't help but notice specifically on the defensive end of the floor it seemed like they were always one or two steps behind early on. I mean, it, it's they were getting beat by the Chicago Bulls team. I mean, the narrative yeah. early on was Chicago came to play, Denver didn't. Obviously, uh, uh, thanks largely in parts to swingman Will the Thrill Barton, uh, they're able to crawl back into this game and end it on top with a 111 to 110 victory. It's a
0: great place to start as Will Barton. Yeah. I mean, Nikola Jokic did exit the game at the end of the, the, end of the second quarter. You're under a minute left. Under a minute left, and we will definitely get into that, but as of right now, it's just an ankle injury, we don't have a whole lot of specificity on what is actually happening, but Will Barton was the reason the Nuggets won this game tonight. Oh, without a doubt. Hands down. There was,
1: there was the period, uh, you and I kind of talked about it on our Periscope that we did before doing this podcast, so a lot of different things from my <laughs> eyes. Way board, too but, no, he came <laughs> in about midway, I think seven minutes into the first quarter, the seven minute mark, and immediately knocked down two threes and an and one. Uh, it, it was a quick, I believe, nine, eight or nine points that he put on yeah. the board, and, and while Denver did not close the gap at that instance, that's where the comeback started. That's
0: such a good point, because the Nuggets were down 22-8, to eight, if I remember correctly, yeah. and then Will Barton came into the game. He hit two threes immediately. And
1: then the, the swagger was there immediately. The exactly. first one fell And you knew this guy was oh, on Oh yeah So
0: when he came up the court He actually hit a th- The second three Was in mid transition From the top of the key Just in rhythm And yeah. it fell So then the next possession He comes in And converts an And one opportunity So boom Nine points Just like that He proceeds to get A couple more layups But he was the reason That the Nuggets Who were just tail spinning They were falling off a cliff At that point That, that, like, that, that may have been Their worst well, stretch of basketball In the really year It really was but, th- but because of Will Barton And his attitude And the way that he just comes in And he just refuses to lose To the yeah. highest extreme And because of that the Nuggets found themselves in a position to actually be able to win this game and once they started clawing their way back slowly but surely again an 8 points and then 6 points the Bulls would push back but they continued to fight mm-hmm. and that I think is what is so important about what Will Barton did for this Nuggets team tonight because yes when you score 37 points which was which a, was career, a high. career high for him but he did it on 19 shots mm-hmm. like yeah, he efficient. was 13 of 19 from yeah. the field and, and I mean there were even
1: shots that didn't fall I mean you could tell they were just a hair off I mean From top to bottom This guy was oozing With confidence I think you saw that Kind of bleed into Gary Harris's play as well Mason Plumley was another Guy who stepped up But I I think it's safe To say that Will Barton's Energy and charisma Was contagious tonight And helped push this team To victory
0: Yeah I mean we were In the locker room Talking to Gary Harris And he literally said it I mean he was like When Will Barton came in His energy was so big That we had to match it Mm -hmm. Like we felt like We needed to get up To his level of energy And when that happened That's when the whole Tide of the game Just completely turned And that's what they need." That they needed some kind of spark, something to make them feel like they had some confidence and they could make this happen. And the second that happened, th- the floodgates opened. I yeah. mean, all of a sudden they started scoring at will. And then in the second half, the defense locked down. Yeah. So that's really what I feel like was able to lock this team into a victory, or at least give them a potential shot yeah. to
1: get there. And obviously, you kind of alluded to it. This is a Bulls team. What three and seventeen? Three now it's three and seventeen. Okay, now in yeah. three and seventeen, entering or they were three and sixteen entering this game. Regardless, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, regardless of that, the Nuggets found them down early. And their resiliency was on full effect tonight in full display. Uh, regardless of the opponent, the fact that they were able to hang tough with a professional basketball team, because guys are professionals, uh, it shows a lot about the state of this team. Obviously losing Nikola Jokic, losing Paul Mills, stepping against a game against the Lakers a few weeks ago. Uh, a really good showing, I think, in terms of the growth. Because I think this is, a, in an instance, against any team last year, this is a game the Nuggets lose by 25.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally when they get beat up like this and punched in the mouth, at least when they were the younger team They waved the white flag. Year, not, yeah, and they just let go of the rope, as Malone likes to say. Yeah. Because they I mean you'll lose the confidence. But well and here's one thing too, real quick off that point. Yeah. I think you saw more of the players stepping up and less of Malone demanding yeah, it's, them to step up. It's a, great, it's a fantastic point because Malone said that after the Utah game in which Denver lost a few days back, he went to Will Barton after the game and was yeah. like, We don't we can't have this. Like we need you aggressive, we need you scoring, we need you being assertive on this team for us to be winning. And that is what Will Barton did. He didn't just take it to heart, he went out and scored a career high. Yeah. I mean, you don't see guys step up like that, and it just goes back to Will Barton. And again, in his personality, this is a guy last year who told me that he loves playing basketball so much that when he was growing up in Baltimore, they would play on concrete courts until their eyes hurt. I was so confused what that meant. It was because the sun glaring off of the white concrete court yeah. was so intense on his eyes after hours and hours of basketball that he just couldn't see anymore. No, yeah, And to go off that point, you
1: know, in terms of Will loves playing basketball. Oh, we know that. Doubt. But it's not that. It's his drive and determination to be great. He told Jeff Morton and myself before the year started that this is a contract from obviously. Yeah, obviously, and we were talking about you know entering a contract here, your motivation, and he you know added of. I want to prove. I'm paraphrasing here. I want to show that I'm one of the best players in the league. I tried to get him to budge on that tonight. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, this is a guy who, who truly, in his mind, believes he's up there with the elite players in this league. Well, you saw you, that tonight. You need a rational confidence in this league. You, it, you it's need a confidence to, this team needs more of. Absolutely. Especially in this Western Conference. I
0: mean, everyone bashes guys like Dion Waiters and things like that. But when people need buckets, when someone needs to be relied upon, it's those kinds of individuals who are able to handle it. And it's so hard to find guys like that who just seamlessly walk in there just confident and are always going to exude that confidence but that's Will Barton
1: no, without a doubt, I mean, and another thing with Will is he does what he wants to do to a certain extent. Uh, there was the funny story that he kind of told us after the game of, you know, one of the <laughs> Nuggets story. trainers coming up to him and saying you know, the, the layup so that he good. hit. So he hit the game-winning layup, obviously, to ice the game for the Nuggets, 111, 110. Guys, go check out that video on my Twitter, at Aperos Sports, uh, live reaction from the fans there. But it, he basically drove up the court, the defense, uh, I forget who it was, but someone jumped and he saw his opportunity to drive to the rim, which he did, uh, switched the ball midair, layup that spun around the rim for a little bit ultimately went in. Nuggets win 11, 110. But that layup specifically is something that Barton says that he practices day in and day out. <laughs> and it drives some of the coaches insane. And it paid off tonight, though. Coach
0: JB is the is the player development coach that was specifically named by Will Barton. Will Barton not only named what coach it was and told us the story. He went out of his way to be like, put that in his story. I want this everywhere. And it's it's true. He literally that was the first thing he thought of when he made it. He said was that JB said that he should not be taking those shots, and he made it, and that's why they won. Yeah, like that is. I love Will Barton for those kinds of stories, and I'm also infatuated by players who just take the ball in their hands and handle business. Like I grew up in Los Angeles watching Kobe Bryant. I'm a very you know what that is. So that that's one thing that is you, you just don't have on this Nuggets team. And well, what has been the biggest thing that the Nuggets have been lacking this year that consistently gets talked about is an alpha in terms mm-hmm. of leadership. Well, and I was going to go off that, though. With Will is he has the balance. He He's able to understand
1: situations. He knows when he has to take over. He knew tonight, this is a game I need to take over with Paul and Nicola out. I, it, it's it's the smartness that comes with Will that I think his level of intelligence and in basketball IQ is what separates yeah, him from a like lot of these the other players. I think the exactly. that's,
0: the, that, that's the awareness of him and it's rare because guys in the NBA, and we saw this last year with Wilson Chandler and a lot of weird things that happened around him, is mm-hmm. that guys want to know what they're doing yeah. every single night. That consistency is what people hold on to. When they don't have it, it tends to make it difficult for them to perform. Will Barton's the opposite. Yeah. He doesn't care. You need point guard? I'll play point guard. You need me to go play small forward and lock down defensively? I got you. You want me to be the guy in the clutch, take the shot for you? Let's make it happen. It's, it's the whatever the team needs mindset. And that's so rare for a guy who is a volume scorer like that. You just don't see that very often. And not only that... His his playmaking was great again tonight. I mean, he didn't rack up crazy assist numbers. He only had three assists, I believe, in the game. And But still, I mean, that's those are helpful assists. Those are smart assists. He's not forcing plays. He knows when he can convert, but he's not going out of his way to force plays, and that is why, I think, you see this dominance that Will has been able to kind of exude off of him.
1: No, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, to kind of sum this one up from Will Barton, a career high 37-point performance from the Thrill, uh, the, the, I mean, not the sole reason, but, but a large Reason the, the Nuggets um, were able to kind of pull out this 111-110 victory over the Chicago Bulls. Lots of great stuff, some clutch play. I mean, there, there were so many times. Uh, I was sitting next to Dev Johnson, also covering the Nuggets uh, over here at Mile High Sports, and you know Barton would get the ball, take it up the court, and before he'd even pass the ball or shoot the ball, I tell Dev this is going in. Yeah, you you just, you, just you saw the confidence that well, that Barton was playing with on the court.
0: So, let's talk about other players that you thought jumped out. We're going to get to Nikola yeah. Jokic. That's going to be the big topic conversation. We're going to have an entire segment just dedicated to that. But what are other players that stood out to you tonight? Well, it was
1: Barton's running mate and the guys that uh, and the guys that um, Michael Malone wanted to run with. And that was Gary Harris. Barton and Gary Harris combined for 58 of Denver's 111 points tonight. Doing a lot of great stuff. But specifically with Gary with his, was his defense. I mean, yeah. he got a couple late blocks, a couple late steals. That really opened up the door for Denver um, to get a couple possessions. Because I think it was late with under a minute left. Um, I think Denver was down one. Jamal pulled up. They missed. Gary came down the court and the, him and I think I don't remember who else it was, but they trapped someone in the corner. Yeah. And Gary managed to stick his. I think it was a, a or was, I think it was Jamal as well. Um, Gary managed to stick his hand in there, steal the ball, and ultimately drive down the court to you know, open this thing up for Denver a little bit. So Gary Harris was a big guy uh, that contributed to this victory Yeah, I mean,
0: the defense was really allowed that Nuggets to get back into this game, and Gary Harris was really the head of that. And the other guy that I thought was just fantastic in the second half defensively was Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. I thought he was wonderful. I remember, I I think it was Justin Holler, or who was it? Jaron Grant, maybe, at the very end of the game. He got... I it up on Kenneth Farid and Kenneth Farid moved his feet back and yes, forth, kept I, him contained, and forced a really tough shot at the rim. Like when he he wasn't doing those kinds of things last year, or no. even three years ago, he just didn't have that defensive ability. You saw in him his blow head. that game against Portland opening night yes. last year,
1: you know, with not being able to play defense. I, but it was just a bad rotation, I, back exactly. There. But he
0: showed such a different level of understanding exactly. defensively, and
1: I think that's what you want to see. And you've seen that with a lot of some of these players on this roster is the growth and the willingness to buy into certain roles. Uh, Farid has been kind of the biggest headache in, in that aspect on this Nuggets.
0: Team. Not even this year that's what's impressive is that he has kind of been in the background ever since his comments on media day Yeah, he hasn't been out of out of bounds trying to cause chaos with anything and the Nuggets players I mean, people missed out on this with, with Kenneth Fareed. they see everybody talking about him probably getting traded he's always been on the trade block for four years yeah. all these things but <laughs> he is one of the most beloved teammates in that locker oh, room if not the most beloved I, I mean would Malik say. Beasley he turns to Kenneth Fareed as a mentor to bounce things off of as his veteran yeah. I mean Jamal Murray does these things Emmanuel Moudier does these things he is a veteran that is looked to in the locker room as a very important individual and he has stayed ready i mean tonight he ended up going seven of ten from the field 14 points and 13 rebounds four of those were offensive that gave nuggets back possessions and he had some manly rebounds at the end of the game to secure defensive possessions be done with it yeah and that's huge for this nuggets team that was struggling defensively for the first half yeah and i i think kind of what we're
1: hitting on with all this is it was a collective team effort tonight yeah while barton kind of stepped up you know Free did some nice things. Harris did some nice things. Plumley did some nice things. Richard Jefferson did some nice things. It, you, you pulled from a lot of different trees, you know, a lot of different fruits and whatnot, and that's what you saw tonight. Uh, like you said, Kenneth Free with a double double, 14 points, 13 rebounds, and I can't stress enough Gary Harris's defense. He had three steals, two blocks to pair with his 21 points, three re- rebounds, and three assists. A complete game from Garris, who really just continues to be one of the biggest bargains now considering that contract and the way yeah, it's set up. I mean, people up. my are goodness. Talking, I mean,
0: this is the thing. Like, and he went it, to the rim a couple times. He <laughs> slammed some balls down. And that- Man. the other thing that people keep forgetting Gary Harris continues to show more and more and more development every single every, game he plays ridiculous and this is the thing two years ago the dude couldn't dribble 94 no. percent of his shots that were made were assisted on that number is down to like 82 this year like he has learned to play with the ball in his hands and not only that he's been a playmaker like he has five six assist games this year where he has been able to be that guy and that yeah. is so, so big and no, I was going to say, this is a guy that was an afterthought in his rookie season, obviously yeah, under a yeah. different coaching regime. But to see,
1: this guy was at rock bottom as a player. You want NBA to know player. how bad
0: of a player he was his rookie year? I, he was shooting worse than Lonzo Ball is shooting right now. Yeah. Like, That's I mean, how bad he was. And, and look at where he is now. Four years, $72 million contract, whatever he signed. I think it's 84, but it comes out to 70-whatever. He an elite floor spacer and an elite
1: shooter. And he is working to become an elite player for this team.
0: And defensively, he's been absolutely fantastic. He's never going to be elite because of his size. He's not going to be the guy you just shut down guys with. But playing team team defense and this aggressive mentality has completely opened up his defensive ability. And that's huge. But I want to get into something that's really bothering me. A little bit more of a negative. Jamal Murray and Emmanuel Mudiay oh were awful Oh my gosh, tonight. they have both
1: been atrocious. They were
0: 3 of 18 combined from the field. They only had 12 points combined between the two of them. And they had four assists, or they had four turnovers up against four assists. When your point guards are playing that badly, and you don't have Nikola Jokic or Paul Millsap, oh the Nuggets are not going to win it's games. It's horrible. I,
1: I, it's almost borderline unplayable at this point, specifically with Mudiay, and mean, he has been so bad. Yes, it, it's true. And Jamal Murray has not been any better. No, but Jamal has been, I mean, at least N- He's been worse. No, I you think like so? A lot of ways. I mean, I agree. I mean, I just can't stand this. Moody, dribble, 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 pull up, free throw line, brick. I mean, every single time, it seems
0: like that's what it is. Yeah, but this is the thing. He's hitting like 39% of his three-point attempts. That's what he does is he hits threes, though. That's yeah, the only and, thing and he's he done well. he can get to the rim. We talk about he, Will Barton as a we... guy who can get to the rim and can scramble the defense. I know he's not always converting. He's one of the worst in the league at converting at the rim. There is no denying no, yeah. that it's factual, but when he gets to the rim, he draws help in. He can kicks the ball out, and that scrambles the defense. You need guys Who can dribble penetrate in the NBA? And Will Barton is one of maybe, or Will Barton, Emmanuel Moody is one of maybe three guys on this roster who can do so. So I do think what he brings to the team is undeniably needed, but he has not been a positive player even with that. I mean, this is the same things we've been hearing for two years now, though. Can
1: we tap, can the Nuggets tap the potential? in Emmanuel Moody. I mean it's to the point now. I mean this is a team that's in purgatory. You're young to the point that you want to develop these guys, but you're mature enough with some of these guys that you're ready to contend for the playoffs. And you're injury-bitten. You, injury need... bitten so you exactly. can't do anything. Exactly. You right are now. stuck. I mean you are the definition of being stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. It's a tough task for it's a tough task for Michael Malone. Uh you get rid of Jameer Nelson before before the year even starts. so You get rid of your point guard security blanket. Uh, this is a tough task, one that is worth talking about because I don't know how you expect to have long-term success with two young point guards that can't establish consistency. Would you start Will Barton a point guard? Yes, I would. I mean, at this point in time, I understand what it does in terms of taking him away from your bench unit, but I think you have to be. What the Nuggets need right now is to start off strong. They need to put their best foot forward. I, I think Barton gives them the best chance but to they, do that. But
0: they do do that with their starting. Group. They do when their starting group is healthy. But this, so let me let me ask you this. Let me just rebuttal this because I actually don't agree. I yeah. think at this point you need to keep Jamal Murray in the starting lineup because if you don't, this is a 20 year old point guard who had played through the preseason and training camp to earn this spot. Yeah. If you take it from him for a guy who was not a point guard it's going to hurt his confidence more than it is already seemingly hurt because that's why i feel like a shot hasn't fallen is that he's not confident unless he gets in rhythm and sees that shot fall if you take away even more confidence from him you can stunt him even more and that can be negative repercussions down the line for three years if he never really finds a way to come back from that because he's 20 years old you can't just belittle a guy's confidence at twenty years old. I mean, I agree, but what is the story? I mean, you've heard this from Matt Moore of CBS. You've heard this from a
1: lot of other guys. How long does it take a point guard to learn? I mean, point guards go through hell and back yes. before they learn what to do. Yes, and I don't think the Nuggets can afford to go through hell and back with Jamal Murray at this huh. point
0: in time. What you wave Jameer Nelson or you cut Jameer Nelson? And, and I and I, 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 I completely continue to reiterate that I think that was a horribly mistake. It don't matter, no he's more. shooting thirty nine percent from three. It don't Again, matter, and, no and more. I think it was a mistake
1: not to trade for Eric Bledsoe. I think it was a mistake not to get help because you were. Going to run into these kind of problems, problems that this team cannot afford right now. Yeah. I mean, yes, they get the win tonight, but I mean, it, it, we got a t- not a tough Lakers team, but they've got some tough games coming up in which you're going to need to rely on your point guards to do some things, specifically with the chance that Nicole Jokic could potentially be out, and now knowing Paul Millsap's going to be out for three months, can do you have any confidence that one of these two guys can step up and lead this
0: team the way that they need not to be as a, a point not guard? Not lead, but I, I do think that they can both find a way to be productive. I don't think they, I think they need to be more than productive, though. I don't. I, I think and that that's where we disagree. Back on Will Barton. Late in games, it's kind of the thing where you start Jamal Murray and you close Will Barton. Then why don't you just start Will Barton from the beginning, then Because if that's you, the what you're going to go. Again, you need the you need the production from the point guard position that is beyond Will Barton. So you do not bench Jamal Murray for that reason, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's a tough place to be. No, There's it's no about great answer here, and, and that's just where I kind of fall back on this because it's it's too late now. You already gave him the starting position. You don't you do not want to hurt his confidence at that point. I mean, that's, but I mean, you can almost make the argument that moving him could help his confidence nah, going against twos. Why I disagree, not? Though? Because NBA players on consistency. We've already talked. Well, about then none
1: Consistent minutes in the the twos, then. I I think that's the way to go. Why are you going to set this guy up for failure? You can't guard Steph Curry. I mean, you can't go up against these guys on a nightly basis, man. I
0: think he's been good defensively. I mean, I I think he has for the most
1: part, but I mean, let this guy guy get good against second units before he makes the jump. What was the problem with Emmanuel Moudier? They threw this kid into the fire. They handed him the starting job when he first got drafted with
0: the seventh overall pick. Where's Emmanuel Moudier right now? In Hmm. the gutters. Emmanuel Mudiay is not in the gutters. He's pretty. B- I, I don't know how much worse it could get with him. This is a quiz. This is a point They've guard. Given- this is a point guard who w- played only in high school. Played twelve games in China, and then was like, "Here's the keys, and you get Chris Paul." Your and first why time. did they give him those keys? Because uh, there you was. You can't no one give a young point guard the benefit be- of the doubt like that. Because there was nobody else. I mean, that was them branding around him. It was. And they new shot themselves in the foot with that. Yes, but they didn't have anybody else. I mean, that was kind of like that was their franchise cornerstone pick. But we have been talking about this yeah. point guard battle a lot. I don't. A really A little bit think- too much for this game. I, at this point, it just needs to be one of those for things sure. where we need to wait and. See what happens because somebody needs to step up. We don't know who it's going to be. And exactly. Either of them have proven that they're going to. Well, so now it's just a wait and see. In my opinion, yeah. And I
1: want to just end on this note. If they, do you see them realistically going after to get help? And if, at the, the if this deadline? continues,
0: yes. I don't know where you turn. I agree. I, I don't know who's going to be available. I agree. Because That's why know, I you, think you, it was a blunder not to get Eric Bledsoe. Well, this is the thing. So the Eric Bledsoe deal, they had they put a deal on the mm-hmm. table and they left it there and they were like this is the most we're going to do we're, we're going to go we're not going to mortgage our future. So that has been the definition of how But what is the definition they, of mortgaging the hey, future? Hey, hey, I is it a first-round pick? Is it two first-round picks? I think it, from what I understand, <laughs> it was a first-round pick. And I don't blame them for not... Why moving... do you need that first-round pick? Okay, so let me put it this way. when If you're actually going to end up contending, and you do end up in a spot where you're starting another big-time mm-hmm. free agent, you need the flexibility of having your first-round picks who can be helpful off the bat at a very cheap price. The yeah, second and I you start offing all of your first-round picks, you don't only hurt yourself in the future by not having those assets, you hurt yourself financially in the future when you do yeah. find yourself self-contending you become a I, them, I give the Nuggets a ton of credit for not including a first round pick and trying to like just go all in to get Eric Bledsoe yeah. because Eric Bledsoe's older he has he has injuries he has had you know inconsistencies his defense has fallen off a cliff there are things that you worry about to where I'm like you know what good on the Nuggets for not going out of their way to throw an extra pick just to try and go all out because this timeline's already too sped up this team is not I, ready no, to win yeah. right
1: now. No, and I and see and again that's where kind of I wanted to circle they back can with be a that five
0: seed, sure, but they're yeah. not good. They're not championship contending. They're not exactly. And they're not beating the teams in the second round contending. No, for like, sure. I'm not there with them yet, so I'm not willing to s- speed up the timeline just because you happen to get Paul Millsap no, this off. But I, the thing is, I don't think it would.
1: And again, this is a, this is a topic that we'll dive into another day as well. Um, but. I think there's opportunities There's glaring holes And weaknesses with this team They're good enough To do things That they haven't done In four or five years yes, I think that's need, true And Very they need to seize That opportunity
0: This team has gone From young and up and coming To playoff contender They are not a championship Contender yet They need to get No It's mm. they, no no, no.
1: They're a playoff contender And they need to be In the playoffs this year I agree with for that For the sake of the city For the sake of the fan base
0: uh, And on top of that Because the the, and the West is so injured For the sake of Michael Conley's I mean, job let, Let's realize that The Memphis Grizzlies Don't have Mike Conley That has fired Fizdale And Marcus Cole Is basically just losing His mind right now yeah. On the other side, the Clippers have nobody oh left. God, the Clippers, Clippers are, are just so basically a corpse of a roster now, and you have Rudy Gobert who's out in Utah. Like the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder have been the worst clutch time team in history at this point right now. Like, yeah, they've been horrible. So there are windows for the Nuggets to take advantage. So I do think that if they don't make the playoffs. That would be a collapse of an. Un- like I can't even. Conceivably, figure out what what kind of like impact that would be. That would be just so so bad.
1: No, I agree. Um, Bottom line is though, there are glaring weaknesses at the guard position. Let's see how they handle them. But uh, let's bridge the gap to something else. It's time to
0: talk about Nicole Jokic. Yes, it is. uh, It's gonna be an interesting conversation because yeah, I mean, we'll talk it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what ended up happening is he stepped on Jaron Grant's foot going to the rim he rolled his left ankle over and it a almost 90 degree flattened angle. yeah it flattened um, he went straight and tried to leave the court to go to the locker room saying he was done that was what Richard Jefferson said he then came back on the court hit both free throws because the other team would then get to choose who the Nuggets had to shoot free throws which not have worked well because Mason Plumlee is shooting <laughs> 42% from the free throw line this year got
1: the ugliest free throw yeah, for by the he's way he's
0: the ugliest shooting for him but once that happened, he went to the locker room and did not come back. No. He received an x-ray. Um, the rumor is, I have a couple people who have told me that the x-rays are negative, but that's not the important part of this conversation. The MRI is what's going to come back from this. Because if it's a high ankle sprain, you're talking four to six weeks. If it's a regular ankle sprain, you're talking one to three weeks. <laughs> if there is ligament damage like Danilo Gallinari had last year in his Season ankle, over. you can talk about him being out for two months. Maybe longer, and if that happens, that that's it. That's toast. No, Nugget yeah, you gotta stick a fork in him. So let's just un- let's operate under the impression that everything is as good as it can be, and he misses. Let's just say two weeks.
1: Well, and, and the reason I wanted to and I wanted to start there as well is because Michael Malone seems fairly optimistic. Uh, no one game. knows yet. That's the thing. See, okay, so, yes, he seemed optimistic. He did not seem co- cons-
0: the level of concern is not where I would think it'd be, considering you already lost Paul Millsap. True, and I agree with that. But that also could be a little bit of positioning. I agree because you don't want it to seem like death, doom, and everything's over. Yeah, ben, th- but th- I, you, that's not the right message to send to the media directly no. after the game because you just don't know yet. No, for sure. So th- I feel like that could have been. I don't want to say scripted because that's a bad term, but it, like not like someone handed him what you to on, say. But put on a mask. But, like that's what he was going to come out with yeah. because they just don't know yet. There's yeah. no reason to cause chaos. No, if for sure. So. I th- I would be very surprised if Jokic is back with a Laker game. I would be I would stunned, be beyond actually. surprised, yeah. So, if the Nuggets do not have Paul Millsap or Nikola Jokic for the foreseeable future. Wilson Chandler continues to ail from his lower back soreness, which has kept him out two games now. Mason Plumlee has been dealing with a core strain that has been, he told me, it's been dealing with for about two weeks, and it's just a pain tolerance thing, and the reason he d- he came out of the game early was because he told, not, not tonight, by the way, in the Memphis game, he came yeah. out early. He told the, um, the staff that he didn't feel like he was getting healthier and it was still hurting. So you're talking about your starting center, your backup center, your starting power forward, and a guy who plays who started at power forward pretty much the entire year last year. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah, like that's as bad. bad as it gets. So where do the nuggets go from here? If Nikola Jokic is out for the foreseeable future, how do you even build a team? Because as of right now, Kenneth Farid is your backup center because there's nobody else. Oh there is that's not a, that's a another thought. center. So that means you almost have to start Trey Lyles. At the four, who was actually pretty good in tonight's he victory, I, he deserves credit. Yeah. He did, he had a very good game tonight, even though in, in limited minutes, he his stat sheet doesn't blow yeah. off the page. But the space he provided allowed a lot of things to happen. But now, if you don't have any Paul Millsap or Nikola Jokic, you're looking at starting Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Trey Lyles, Mason Plumley. And that means your backup unit is, <laughs> I don't even know, insert power forward here. Tyler Lydon. It might be some Torrey Craig and some yeah. Tyler Lydon, legitimately. Um, Tyler. By the way, thank God Torrey Craig is on a two-way contract because they desperately need this wing depth yeah, right now. Man. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know either. I have. You got to hope and pray Nicole Liogas is not going to be out for yeah, more than a month. Because at that point, Darrell Arthur could be playing backup power that's forward. A, that's a name that we never talk about because he's just I like a coach at this way. point. He needs and to play same more. with Richard Jefferson who puts in minutes tonight. You could see him play some 3 I wouldn't actually. I would be ve- I wouldn't be surprised if he started at three. Would the Nuggets go ultra small ball? I was thinking about this. So if it, it plays to me, their strength. I would start Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, like you expect. Yeah. I would then start Richard Jefferson, Wancho Gomez, and Nikola Jokic, and I would. This play- is assuming Wilson is still out. Yes. I would run with two combo forwards around to Nikola Jokic to space the floor and play fast.
1: Well, no, this is assuming Nikola Jokic is out. Oh, sorry, sorry. would are
0: some Plumlee. My bad. My bad. I would because it's the same. It's the yeah. same idea of how you play offense at that point. I think I would just go with a combo wing lineup around Mason Plumley. I think I would start Richard Jefferson and then pair him with Wancher Hernan Gomez. I don't care who you call three and four at that point, obviously. you just. Have, I would probably This ha- is a positionless league. This is a so positionless league. It's going to be a positionless Nuggets team. Yes. There's no more like small forward power forward. You're this is not. forward. Guard forward, <laughs> forward. it be forward. guards and forwards. No <laughs> All centers. Right. All right, we have gotten off track. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would start Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Wancher Hernan Gomez, Richard Jefferson, Mason Plumley. That would be my starting five, I think. Going I into like the next that game. you added Richard Jefferson in there. Well you need a veteran presence to calm things. I, I think, think he needs to play more just in general as I well. I think it would help. I mean, Malone pointed out today he was like he played twenty one exactly minutes on top of it on a
1: championship team. This guy should be getting like fifteen a night, 10-15. Yeah and I think well, I know he has to now yeah oh for sure. I, I think like you said Malone kind of reiterated this guy could still play a guy that's yeah. won championship here in recent time. I, I think you gotta throw him out there. And another thing is he seems to have taken a liking to these guys specifically. <gasps>
0: yes I think I think especially after that Utah game uh it seemed like today even after practice yeah. yesterday, he was talking to guys extra. He was like messing with um, Nicola Yoke. He was taking free throws. He's trying to be more involved in what's happening, it feels like.
1: And one thing I want to point out about RJ, and it's just a little thing, but I was watching him warm up today. He was taking corner threes, and he was clearly frustrated because he wasn't making them. And there was one instance where one went in and out, and he said some expletives, uh, and, no, this out. and he said some expletives, and immediately he took a breath, and he said, let it go. And then he moved on, got the next ball no, shot it. He made didn't it.
0: he didn't just move on. Yeah. So JB, who we were talking about yeah. earlier, he was the one who was uh, basically passing them into his yeah. shots and like working with them and stuff like that. Instead of going to the next drill, he reached he was doing threes around the around the around mm-hmm. the three point line. He went back to the top of the key mm-hmm. and redid those three spots. This is a dude who's been in the league for fifteen He's 37 years. 37 years old, I yeah, think. Like, people don't realize it what it really takes. To make it in this league. And he embodies it. Not not just talks about it. Not just says it, not just knows it. He embodies it every single There's a time.
1: couple there's only a few players that have that much determination. I can't tell you, and I'm not gonna name names, but there's players that come out from the opposing teams that I watch warm up, and you know, it's they go, oh, a five from three in the corner, and they shake their head like it's nobody's business, and they just move on. And yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna like you know test them on how they're doing their jobs and whatnot, but the fact that RJ, the nuance of I'm going to
0: do this until I get it right, yes, is exactly what this team needs. It's a champion mentality. Exactly. That's what this comes back to. This is how you win basketball games. You outwork it. There is always somebody out there who wants to outwork the next person. So you always have to go to the next step yeah. to be that kind of and, guy. And,
1: and the good thing with the Nuggets here is they have guys like Richard Jefferson, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Will Barton's a guy that has that mindset. Gary yeah, Harris is developing that these are, mindset. These are workers. And I exactly you're gonna start to see that bleed in here a little bit. One guy who I think doesn't really have that mindset, who is also <laughs> injured right now, is Nicole Jokic. Let's see, get back on that
0: train. I don't even know if it's necessarily that he doesn't have that within him. I think I think that he loves basketball. I really do. I do and I don't. I think he views basketball as a 9-to-5 job. That's, that's, a, a, that's a hot take. Uh, that's just how I view it. I mean... He seems so disinterested at times. He it's a game fr- to him. Okay. It's not a lifestyle. Frustration and disinterested are two very different things. Disinterested is the word I'm going with. Oh, man. I'm not even close yeah. to that. I feel like he loves this game. You can see the competitiveness in him when he starts getting going. He hit that 3 against Memphis at the end but of the game. But it's only when he gets going. No. He gets frustrated I don't know if that's Disinterested I think it's frustrated you know, is- I see what you're saying To a certain extent But I'll because reiterate disinterested this Disinterested means That he does not Carry on the court Andre Drummond last okay, year Was yep. disinterested He got his double double In the first half And bam okay, that, that's, that's fair disinterested. Let, me, let me
1: retract that Into a certain extent then. Disinterested is not The right word to use But I feel at times You know We talked about Championship mentality And going with Richard Jefferson I don't see Nikola Jokic Ever being like Richard Jefferson In terms of I missed oh, this shot I need to make it
0: man. He's And I agree
1: And maybe that's something he's going to grow into but right now he's not that and I understand he's very young and all this stuff but it's worth pointing out that he doesn't have it right now and the one thing I point out to all the time that kind of not rub me the wrong way but one thing I picked up on after the loss against Utah opening night I was there everyone was a little down you know you know we're gonna get this game and whatnot Jokic was spinning in his chair eating popcorn yeah after the game
0: uh you that to
1: me is not the right mindset
0: oh I just see and this is the thing you have to remember there is not a set in stone like Arithmetic equation to how you win basketball games. No, for sure. To carry yourself, the, the, but you I, need to act like it's a profession. So, at least for me, when I grew up playing sports, and there's nothing to do with professional teams, obviously, but you need somebody around you that is goofy and jovial. Oh, and for can, sure. Like just relax the entire group. Well, Barton does that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Jameer Nelson, after some of the toughest losses of the year last year, was laughing, yeah, very poking at guys, doing. It. That's important, and I think that that's something that Nikola Jokic can bring in a leadership sense. Is like a sense of like calmness. Like you know what? Don't worry. Like, we're gonna figure this out. Take a deep breath. But We're going to handle this. You
1: want that coming from a guy that has no experience? Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Everybody I'm, needs to be themselves. I, I'm the opposite on that. Ma- Michael
0: Malone says every single time we ask about leadership, you have to be learned to be okay with yourself to be oh, a leader. Oh, one hundred percent. And Nikola Jokic's not a dude gonna be in your face pushing you, be like, why aren't you doing this? That's But not that man. could hurt
1: him in the long run. That could hurt the Nuggets from taking that next step very much. So I think
0: you're a little bit too worried about the exact way you think it should be, and I think that you need to take a little open eyes to no. like how each individual can become a leader in their own well, way. It's not because b- Mike Miller is the exact same way that Nikola Jokic is. No, for
1: sure. But I mean, Mike Miller was never an alpha force on any of the championship teams that he was on. No oh was not.
0: He wasn't an alpha force, but, but he, was he I mean he was a
1: key contributor. I mean, but Nikola Jokic is an alpha force for this team. He is the dog. That's fine. He's the go-to. Marcus And Hull go-to is... guys that win championships have that attitude. Marcus Hull is exactly like this. What has Marcus accomplished plus the past Listen, getting out of the playoffs? He built
0: an entire culture in the Grizzlies organization. And it's a culture that's going
1: to result in zero championships.
0: I mean, oh, we're not going to have a rings conversation. I, no, I know. No, that, I can't but no, do this. No, 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 no.
1: It's not about the rings conversation, but that's it, exactly
0: what you're saying though. No, but it, it, but it's working
1: towards that long-term goal. With the mindset that's presented right now, you're saying the ceiling could potentially be Marc Gasol. That's okay. No,
0: no, no. He's bigger. He can be better than Marc Gasol. I'm talking about in a leadership sense, the way he carries himself with his team. But I, I still don't know if that will be enough. Is my point? Well, he's 22. No, so for sure, about, and that's why there's plenty of time—about 15 years to figure it out. No, 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 for <laughs> so sure. That'd be a little no, 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 no. no yeah,
1: without a doubt. But regardless, the fact of the matter is, he's going to potentially be out now for we don't know. But he hurt his ankle in today's victory. 110 I guess it'll almost be yesterday's victory with the car coming up on midnight. Yeah. Um, Nuggets no. are now
0: nine and two at home. Yes. So I mean, that's fantastic. They are 12 and nine. They finished November nine and four. I believe, and that's impressive because last year the first winning month of the season was March. Yes, and Michael <laughs> Mullen,
1: Michael Malone's been big on that. Michael yeah. Malone's been big on not starting seven and thirteen like they did the two previous seasons. So you're seeing the improvements. Obviously, you know they have to deal with some adversity now. Paul Millsap's going to be out. We don't know what's going to happen with Jokic, but uh, an all around a good collective team win with guys
0: stepping up. Yeah, I mean that that's really what this comes down to. This was a very fiery first Denver Nuggets man. Podcast. I, I was excited, man. I, I hope we set the tone. You know, I, I mean, I do. This is gonna be if fiery. It's this, gonna be exciting. Please review and comment below if, if you, you like hate it. my takes. If you hate TJs, I mean, yeah. I mean, I,
1: I throw some random things out there, man. I'm. This is one thing with podcasts. You know, I censor myself on the radio show a little bit. On the podcast, I'm gonna be myself completely. This is me. This is how I view the team. This is you know what I see on a day in day out basis, coming from the, the uh, perspective of a credentialed reporter who's there every day. Yeah. So, and I think you're gonna do the same exact. Yep. Thing. Two worlds colliding. I think it's going to make for some great, great, I think, you know, great Nuggets conversation, but we're always going to spruce in some general NBA stuff yeah, as well. Or some hip hop or whatever. On the, the drive over them. here, you were talking like five or six highlights of Donovan Mitchell, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. all <laughs> jumping let's, over let's people. let were do this, Nuggets fans. We no, no, no yeah, for sure. Tonight, let's not talk no, about Donovan No, but nonetheless, Mitchell. it's going to be action packed. A lot of fun here on the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I'm excited to do a lot more of
0: these. Yes, it is. Again, this is, I am TJ McBride at TJ McBride NBA. Anil Piro at Apiro Sports. Make sure you go listen Monday night, 6 Eight, you said correct. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. My bad. Look at me already messed up. No, you're up. good, man. Eight to ten. Long Monday night for nights us. For the morning or the evening blitz. Yeah, I Yeah, it's
1: a name to be kind of. It's in the <laughs> works, but yeah. And eight then to two ten p.m. To Four
0: p.m. Every single weekday. Walsh and McBride. We are on Mile Life Sports Radio, thirteen forty a.m. 1047 FM. This is the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. Please subscribe. Yes. Please rate. Please comment. Tell us everything you want to know. Also, if anybody listens, wants to actually get a sponsorship, a sponsorship yes. on this show. Email me at tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. We can absolutely facilitate that. This is the first one. So if you can get on to this podcast, you can get on with the ground floor. But yeah. At least for me, that's everything from me. No, if if anything, the
1: last thing that I want to talk about is how great the Nuggets coverage has been overall at Mile High Sports, and and that's what I want to talk about. Me, you, Dev Johnson, Matt Smith, Jeff Morton, the whole crew, Uh, Brendan Vote. I mean, don't forget Vote. No, I'm not forgetting Vote. Vote is Vote's one. He's our guy. We both we've known him for a while now. Happy that he's on the team. But please be sure to check us out MileHighSports.com. The new edition of the the basketball edition of Mile High Sports, the magazine, is icy. I mean, it is dope with Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic (laughs) on the cover. So all things Nuggets from Mile High Sports. TJ and I got you covered right here on the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. The entire crew, man,
0: awesome coverage. Thank you guys so much. Who is talk is to it? You. Adios. The again.
1: Set the pack of men. ladies and gentlemen. Front, left, right, back again. Uh-huh. Who is it? Violated, violated
0: people the 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 back again for the very fourth time. Don't worry if I write checks, I write rhymes. Bring that back to the top. Bring that back. Bring And now, I thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah but the far less appealing Blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 Blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. GEICO presents yet another voicemail from your roommate.
1: Hi. So, about the kitchen... Turns out, when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. (laughs) Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal
0: property protected.
1: Like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.